What is the Ignition Onboard program and how are vendors partnering with inductive automation to provide edge of network solutions to a wide variety of industrial markets and integrators? How are onboard partners maintaining a competitive edge and getting data and analytics from old infrastructures without ripping and replacing? In this episode, we are discussing the state of the industry for hardware solutions. This is Inductive Conversations with two episodes in one, two different conversations with the team from hardware manufacturer OnLogic, formerly known as Logic Supply. First, we have Cormac Walsh talking with content team member Lauren Walters at ICC. Then, Don Pearson has a conversation with Johnny Chen, who called in from the headquarters in Vermont. Hi, and welcome to Inductive Conversations. I'm Lauren, and I'm subbing in today for Don Pearson. We're here at ICC 2019, and we're in conversation with Cormac Walsh, who is in business development for Logic Supply. Cormac, thanks so much for joining us today. How has the conference been so far for you? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been incredible, uh, really exciting. First of all, I'm really impressed with the uh, spread you guys have put out. The, the college here is beautiful, and uh, everyone's working really hard to uh, to make it successful. I can see uh, we've been uh, you know down in the lobby talking to customers and having some really great conversations. So uh, we're thrilled to be here. Oh, that's awesome to hear, and we're so excited that you're here. So how did you first hear about Ignition? That's kind of where we usually like to start yeah, when absolutely. people discovered it. If you don't mind, I'd love to just kind of give a brief uh, overview of our company, just oh, to just absolutely. it'll help uh, explain. Yeah. So, you know, Log Supply makes industrial computers, uh, fanless, rugged computers. We've got a really tremendous e-commerce presence. So, customers will come in and they'll self-serve and buy online. Um, so, we get a lot of inbound leads, a lot of calls, a lot of emails uh, for new projects, and we have a sales team that uh, fields those calls and and uh, facilitates the projects. Uh, so about four years ago, we started hearing a lot of customers, you know, we like to ask what type of software customers are using um, and hearing a lot about uh, inductive automation at that time. Um, and as they became more popular with our customers, we decided to reach out, connected with uh, you know, Traffic Cox and, and Don and uh, Christine and the team over there. And, and we made some high level connections and really saw that there was a lot of uh, uh, similarities between the two companies. Um, and as we've received new customers online we've always mentioned hey if you're doing you know SCADA if you're doing uh, you know automation check out you know inductive automation they've got some really cool software and we've heard people coming into us saying hey we were told by inductive automation that your hardware is great for their software um, and so it's literally gotten to the point where two or three new customers a week will come in and say hey we were told to come here from inductive automation so you know, that's really what stemmed, um, you know, us formalizing this relationship. It sounds like there's a lot that Logic Supply and Inductive Automation have in common, and you've kind of mentioned a few of those things, but would you be able to kind of elaborate a Absolutely. little bit on, on those similarities? It was actually really humorous when we, we gave presentations to each other. It was about probably about 10 people collectively on both sides about four years ago, and the, the way the slides were laid out and the way the story was told I believe uh, Don went first, and then uh, one of our sales directors uh, went next and gave the logic supply aspect, and they mirrored each other so well as far as being a financially independent company, uh, having roots in kind of engineering and integration, and then you know finding a need that needed to be filled and, and becoming successful in that nature, and then growing steadily year over year, and from a half a dozen people to 10 years later, 100 plus people. And then we we kind of did a second take of that six months ago, and 
and the progression from four years ago till now was was really remarkable. You know, and, and we really just the people, you know, we've got our high level people really excited about, you know, inductive automation. And we can tell that the high level people at inductive automation are really excited about logic supply. Uh, so it's just been I've been excited to come here for months since since we agreed to come. I'm like, just, you know, let me at them. I want to go meet everybody <laughs> and I want to get to know everybody and 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 get the feedback. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting partnership. Well, we're so glad you're here. So we're excited because this is the first podcast episode where we're actually going to be able to highlight the Ignition Onboard program. And that's a program that partners OEMs with Ignition and sells products with Ignition built right into the software. It was started because there was a demand for edge of network solutions, but it's turned into so much more. And I know you've played a key role with bringing logic supply onboard with the Ignition Onboard program. So what what really fueled that relationship? And can you kind of talk a little bit more about what that relationship looks like? Absolutely. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, we start when we started hearing more and more, people said, hey, we were told by Inductive to come and buy your hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were starting to do some planning for uh, some trade shows earlier this year. And I kind of said, hey, you know, we have the connections. We know the right people to talk to, why don't we formalize? Why don't we try to, you know, attack some of these shows together? Uh, and at that point, you know, reaching out with Christine, we set up um, we set up a convers- another high-level conversation, and, and we kind of went over, well, what's happened since three years ago when, when we first had our conversation? And again, the mirror was pretty phenomenal, how we've grown and how Inductive has grown. And we were at a point where we're looking to bring on some software companies to kind of sell a full solution and then we heard about the onboard program and we said, well, this just makes perfect sense. Let's just, you know, formalize it. Uh, so we did some shows together and, uh, you know, our engineers worked with your engineers to, uh, to design, kind of curate some systems that are uh, very popular with the Ignition community. And we were able to kind of launch a line of hardware that's curated specifically for, for Ignition customers and also uh, preloaded with, with the software. So, you know, customers, if they want to, they are, they're able to go and self-serve online and check out without talking to a human being, which, you know, a lot of engineers prefer that these <laughs> days. Uh, but also we have a full team of salespeople who are uh, fully capable of facilitating a conversation and, and you know, moving a you know, big project forward. That's very interesting. So kind of related to that, as an OEM, Logic Supply has a very different perspective than a lot of the people who we talk to on this podcast who are folks like integrators and end users. Can you share your thoughts from an OEM point of view on the state of the industry and what hardware looks like in this space right now? Absolutely. And I'll point out a key key point that Don made in the, the keynote earlier today in that he said, everyone in the audience is probably aware that there's initiative to move computing out to the edge and do more, have some thought at the edge, and some automation, even some AI, uh, machine learning was discussed. Uh, and that's really where we come in, you know, a piece of hardware, a low cost, but highly reliable piece of IT equipment that you can load, you know, that runs ignition, get that out at the edge in a harsh environment, talk to the PLCs and uh, communicate back to the cloud or the back office and allow you know, decision makers to see, you know, what's happening, you know, at the edge. And when you say harsh environment, I know Logic Supply is known for providing uh, hardware in kind of a harsh environment. What does that mean? So harsh environments, uh, you know, we're in a lot of markets, um, but specifically for ignition, I would say, you know, manufacturing is kind of the best example, a a dirty, dusty plant floor, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. steel forge, 
uh, food manufacturing, uh, where you know there's particulates in the air. Uh, we also do a lot in kind of industrial distribution centers and oil and gas, which I know is a big initiative for for inductive. Uh, we've you know had a strong history in that in that environment, substations and you know remote monitoring of, of pipelines and uh, places like that. Uh, logic supply, a little unrelated to I guess what you know, ignition is used for, but but we're very um, strong in vehicle, you know, rail, school bus, police. We do a lot with security. And with the ignition, maybe using it as a forklift would be an example of where some of our rugged equipment comes in. Uh, we have wide temperature, uh, negative 40 up to 70 degrees Celsius rated computers. So there's a lot of manufacturing plants in, say, Mexico or, you know, Arizona where, you know, it gets pretty hot in the facilities. And a lot of times our equipment is spec into, you know, tight control boxes where there isn't a lot of ventilation. So the wide temperature rated computers uh, are really beneficial in those instances. Wow. Okay. So related to that, what key markets are you guys working with right now? And who are the users? Who do you guys look to as your kind of customer as you're building your products? So the markets, you know, as I said, you know, manufacturing, industrial, oil and gas, uh, distributed energy. Uh, we're also doing a lot in building automation, which I heard some inklings about that in the keynote today. So I'd love to uh, to work with Inductive to uh, to see how we can attack that market together. Typically, you know, as I said, we're an e-commerce website, so we do a lot of kind of direct to end use. But knowing there's a ton of integrators, Don said 2,300, I believe, we want to be able to work with the integrators as well and make it easy for them to select our hardware and implement it at their customer sites. So we're, we're really hoping to, you know, offer the ignition preloaded on our soft, on our hardware, excuse me, and be able to make it a, a situation where the integrator is excited about working with us and the, the end users, if they have their own, you know, integration team are able to, to work with us as well. Totally. And can you talk a little bit about any case studies, anything exciting you guys have been working with your um, hardware in? Yes. Um, so one particular case study that stands out, it's a top tier uh, auto manufacturer. They make uh, drivetrains. They came to us, and as I said, they said, hey, we, you know, this was a few years ago, hey, we are working with Ignition, and we were told that, you know, your panel PCs, your, your you know, Core i high processing panel PCs are a good fit for our software. Uh, so we worked with them to spec out configuration. Our systems are highly configurable. You can change the amount of storage, the amount of RAM, whether or not you want Wi-Fi. Uh, we can load an operating system for you. Uh, so they selected a panel PC with a certain amount of RAM and storage and an operating system. And what we ended up doing was locking in uh, a configuration for them, meaning that we, we set up a custom SKU for them. So we made it easier for their purchasers to be able to come in without any confusion, make sure they're buying the right hardware. What is interesting about this study is that uh, what they were doing was anytime they got, had an OEM uh, supplier of, say, a machine for their production line coming in and trying to sell them some equipment, they said... Well, if you want to sell us equipment, you have to be running ignition on it and you have to buy hardware from Logic Supply. So here's this. All I had to do is give them a SKU. Here's the SKU. Go to Logic Supply, buy the hardware, go to, you know, inductive, get the key and load it on your equipment as the HMI. And then we'll allow you to sell us your solution. So we're getting customers just very randomly coming in saying, hey, we, here's the SKU. We need you know two, three units. And we very quickly get them the exact configuration that they need. And, uh, and they're able to you know facilitate this company. And obviously, there's a lot of benefits to, to having all the equipment hooked up to uh, Ignition and, and running smoothly. 
Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about what business development looks like for a hardware company? Sure. Um, you know, so we we work with a lot of end users. Therefore, we don't always work with a lot of integrators, but we want to be doing more of that. So there's a bunch of different kind of customer types that we have. Uh, ISVs, meaning independent software vendors um, and distributors. Part of what I do is try to identify some of the key you know, partners in each of those levels and how do we work together? How can we take you know, our hardware or somebody else's software, package it up as a solution and bring it to either an integrator who can then go resell it, add their value or an end user? What I typically do is, is try to start the conversation, you know, identify key partners and get them familiar with Logic Supply and, and get us kind of familiar with what they do and, you know, determine if there's a, a good fit to move forward. Uh, once that's determined and we can kind of get a sense of the potential, um, I'll usually hand that over to an account manager and a sales engineer, and they'll be able to deliver you know, long-term support. And we've got a full team of engineers, and, and we've got a full network of companies like Intel and AWS and Microsoft who are backing us and, and able to help us get projects you know, to the goal line faster. Uh, so it's a very exciting uh, you know, job because I get to kind of evangelize a little bit about the company. And, uh, and then when it comes to, uh, the dirty work, I, I can hand it off and let somebody else. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you're doing plenty <laughs> on your end. Well, that's very cool because I know at ICC, it's a great place to be able to connect with people, to meet with people, especially integrators. So what are your thoughts on kind of moving into that integrator space? That's, that's a tricky question. <laughs> uh, my thoughts are we want to, we want to move into that space. Uh, we we don't want to undercut any integrators. <laughs> you know, we, we want to make them profitable, and Absolutely. we want the end users to have a good experience. We want to figure out a way to let everybody win. You know, we're still exploring how to do that. We understand that there's some hesitancy because of our history of, of direct to end use, but we're figuring out ways to uh, to kind of add more value and to you know help facilitate projects in a way that integrators see value in that. I'd say, you know, I've had a hundred conversations in the day and a half I've been here and they've all been very enthusiastic and uh, probably about 40% of an end users. Uh, so the other 60% integrators. Uh, so just getting them aware of, of our capabilities, our technology and how easy it is to order from us, I think has been valuable, but also hearing feedback from them on how we can work together, how we can make life easy for them and, and entice them to work with us. So there's a lot of takeaways that I'll bring back to the team. And, and I think we'll be able to uh, figure out something that's exciting for everybody going forward. Well, that's very exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing updates on that soon. So I'm curious, what's next for this Ignition and Logic Supply partnership? Is there anything people can look forward to hearing from you guys soon? Absolutely. First of all, you know, today we have the trial licenses on our website. So in the know. next couple of weeks, we're going to be actually loading the keys up. So you'll be able to kind of self-serve, select what keys you want to pay for on our website. So customers can have a one-stop shop for uh, the hardware and the software. Um, so look for that in the next couple of weeks. We also are actually going to be announcing that we're going through a rebrand. Our company, uh, Logic Supply, has been around for 15 years. We started as a, a distributor of the mini ITX motherboard. And, and 15 years ago, there was a huge demand for that, and, and we've grown organically. We're financially independent. We started selling components and chassis, and then we started putting them all together, and then we hired engineers to design our own chassis and put them all together. And now we're at a point where we're actually designing our own motherboard. We have uh, firmware engineers. We've got electrical engineers. We've got regulatory team. So we're not a supplier anymore. We're a design house, and we're designing 
really exciting technology based on the feedback we've gotten from the thousands of customers that we've had through the years. Uh, so at some point in the middle of October, we are going to officially shift to OnLogic. Okay, new name. New name, yes. Right. OnLogic, new logo. We're really excited about it. It's been There's been a lot of buzz internally, and we're just starting to let our kind of long-term customers know, make sure that they're calm and okay about it. <laughs> when they see the new email address. Yeah, but nothing's going to change as far as who we are. You know, same people, the same company. Uh, the technology has evolved, and we felt like the Logic Supply name almost undercut uh, what our capabilities were. So we had to kind of get rid of the supply. But we wanted to keep the Logic because that's how people know us by. So uh, on Logic made a lot of sense. Uh, we want people to uh, to depend on Logic and rely on Logic and and make it possible with us. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. If there's anything else you want to share, any final closing thoughts? Well, I will say this. Um, you know, I had there was a bunch of takeaways from the keynote, which I really enjoyed. Um, machine learning, uh, AI uh, is a really exciting market for us. And I'm really excited to see what inductive automation is going to come out with in that in that market. And uh, we're targeting that market as a huge growth area for us. So uh, I'm hoping that our companies can work together to, uh, to deliver some product that, uh, that can really do some incredible things out at the edge. Ah, that's an exciting goal. Well, thanks again, Cormac, for sitting down with us today. We hope you have an enjoyable rest of your ICC. Uh, you're very welcome. I'm having a great time. And uh, I'm going to lose my voice pretty soon talking to everybody. Uh, but it's a blast and it's been very productive. Well, we're glad, we're glad we got you on the podcast while you still had it. Thanks so <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inductive Conversations. I'm Don Pearson, and we're here speaking today with Johnny Chen. He's from Logic Supply, and he basically is a leader of their Partnerships and Alliances program. So welcome, Johnny. It's good to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking time today. And I, I guess for starting, let's have you tell us a little bit about yourself. I mentioned Partnerships and Alliances, but give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and the role that you play there at Logic Supply. Sure. Um, so my name is Johnny Chen. I am a partnerships and alliance manager. So I manage a lot of our strategic partnerships as well as alliances. Now, previous to this role, I was here at Logic Supply as a solutions architect, working a lot with uh, strategic customers on their solutions and kind of how to get their product ready to go into manufacturing and onto the floor. Thanks. Listen, Johnny, also, I will just say as background for our audience that I became more familiar with Logic Supply through our sales engineers and the work that they have done with our customers, because they ended up recommending that people take a look at Logic Supply for some of their hardware solutions. And I think that that's been a very, very good recommendation and worked very well with a number of our customers. But give us a little background on Logic Supply and what you offer your customers. So uh, this brings up an interesting point. Uh, actually, we were known as Logic Supply until very recently. Uh, the name Logic Supply served us well in the past when we sold components and used commercial off-the-shelf products. Today, we do much more. We design products and the, from the ground up. Everything from motherboards to chassis to electromechanical design to fit and serve our industry. Uh, we sell small form factor industrial computer hardware. You know, our customers come from over the world and across the industry spectrum. So this is one of the biggest reasons why we are actually known today as OnLogic, uh, because we want you to build it on logic, dream it on logic, and working with us to create solutions on logic. 
just a little background on that. When did you become, I knew you were on Logic and the change had occurred, but when has this change occurred? Is it in change process right now or uh, how's this rolling out? October 18th is the official uh, change date. So it's being rolled out throughout our entire company. Uh, everything from, you know, what we're known as our website, the entire brand is changing to really reflect better of who we are today. Well, I guess the timeliness of this podcast is pretty good because we're right in the change process for you from Logic Supply over to OnLogic. So that's great. About your customers, though, and the value that you're offering them, can you expound upon that a little bit more as you look at OnLogic going forward? What are the pain points that they're experiencing and what kinds of solutions does OnLogic provide them? There's some things very unique about us. One is we try to understand the compute need of a customer, not only in terms of megahertz, but in a more holistic view, you know, from a technical aspect, taking into account things like environment, power constraint, duty cycle. From a service aspect, you know, we give them local design engineering support with the power of a global supply chain infrastructure. Um, almost everything we do is designed here in Vermont. Uh, which which is great because you know if there's ever an issue we could get the design engineer that actually designed that motherboard on the phone uh, with the customer working out what the issue is if you take a look at those customers needs and their change clearly they've been changing over time just like you change your name because of the breadth of what you're offering them so when you take a look back a little period in time from logic supply over to on logic how have your customers' needs changed over this last chunk of time as industry is moving so fast? Well, I, I think a couple of key things. Before, people would come in looking for hardware. They'd be coming in and saying, hey, we need this type of computer and so forth. I think today they come in with a problem. They come in and say, hey, I have this problem. How would you solve it? And this is where the one-on-one -on -one working with the customer is so critical because we have to understand their problem. So our knowledge base has to be very wide. And this is where, you know, a lot of our key partnerships come in, like this one we have with Inductive. It's very key for us to understand the solution that Inductive brings combined with our hardware. I, I, this is funny math that I like to do. We always look at it as one plus one has to equal three. So that's how we look at these partnerships. Now, how do we make things better? You know, when you talk about problems or things we see in the industry, the biggest market that we serve today is still the retrofit market because there is a huge gap there. You know, the gap exists because analytics and the need for information is growing faster than the rate of infra new infrastructure factories. So you still have these old factories or older lines that require the need to gather analytics or gather information to make better decisions. And no one wants to replace a million dollar manufacturing line um, every other year just to keep up with the analytics. So analytics and machine learning needs to run separately and be modulized to be able to update and upgrade to the latest needs of the factory or the latest information needs you know, of the management. You know, Johnny, I think you bring up an extremely good point there when you talk about the retrofit market, because clearly we have an industrial space that has equipment that goes, I don't know, five years, 10 years, 15, 20. I mean, I've seen 40-year-old equipment where people are saying, you know, it's working. It ain't broke. We don't need to fix it. And it's a very slow-moving market and very expensive to do upgrades. And yet the world has changed to that world of IoT and machine learning and digital transformation so rapidly that you fit in a very important niche to help people get the newer technology benefits while still not having to do a whole rip and replace viewpoint towards their uh, 
install-based infrastructure that they spend so much money on. In that context, whether you call it IIoT or Industry 4.0 or digital transformation, those things which are deciding how they're going to use the newer technologies, there's a gap between a lot of the hype and the reality of implementation. Why do you think that gap is there? And how do we approach bridging that gap when you look at how your company is approaching it to really serve your customers better? I think you hit it right on the head. The gap exists because of that old infrastructure, right? Everyone sees the new and how you know information could transform it, but people don't want to replace machines because the machine is still working. So the retrofit market really is giving people solutions out of the box. You have to give them a solution out of the box that they connect up to their old infrastructure and pull data and do analytics. Again, this is where that funny math comes in one plus one equals three. You know, we take the software aspect from inductive using ignition, put it onto our box, put it into, you know, that factory. Now we've created something better. We've, we've upgraded all their capabilities in terms of information gathering, analysis, and being able to actually make decisions based on better data. With that thought in mind, I want to get your comments on the whole world of edge computing. As one looks at edge computing and the overall IIoT and digital transformation puzzle, where does edge fit in? How important is edge as a piece of this whole process from your perspective, Johnny? Well, I think... It is the key to real-time, actionable, reliable analytics. You know, speed and flexibility is the advantage to edge compute. You know, combine that with cloud. With multiple edge computers bringing back new data to create more powerful analytic models and later pushing it out to the edge for use, you've effectively created a self-learning loop that will get smarter over time. I totally get that, and I think that is a good way of articulating how important it is to this whole process of the analytics loop. We're pretty excited about having you on the podcast today since you happen to be a partner in our onboard program. I don't know how many of the listeners here know what onboard is, but in a, in a nutshell, the summary is that the Ignition Onboard program basically grew out of when we launched our Edge products several years ago, and they were really taken up very well by industry, and we started seeing more and more device manufacturers, equipment manufacturers, taking a look and saying, you know, I would like Edge on my equipment. I would like it to ship with Ignition Onboard. And so we launched the Ignition Onboard program, and you guys are a partner in that program. And I'm curious if you could maybe comment. I know our goal was to bring more of that software power to the device world so that your product would be more of a solution. And you even mentioned that people come in now with a problem looking for a solution. They're not coming in to buy a piece of hardware anymore. So how does this whole edge and the onboard program fit as part of your strategy and your go-to-market with your customers? Frankly, it's simply put, it's been amazing. It's opened up new possibilities in terms of how we work with our customers, how we service them, as well as it's changed in some ways how we look at our hardware and how do we design hardware for the future. You know, we are internally already looking at how do we enhance our hardware to enhance the capabilities of the software? How do we create more you know, interfaces that the software could use? You know, things like direct interfaces into the physical world, things like DIO or other things that the software itself could take advantage of and trigger. 
So it, it's very exciting for us. I think this fundamentally will change how we do business in the future. In that area, just another more detailed comment you may make on it, because you guys released a line of edge gateways preloaded with ignition software. And I can see in talking to you today how that fits into what your customers are asking for, how you bring them a solution when they come to you with a problem. A little bit of understanding of ignition and the relationship with OnLogic. Why did you choose to work with us on this for starters? And what problems will this help solve for your customers? We really like uh, Ignition, the software itself, because it was very forward-facing. It was web-based. It basically allowed any device with a web browser to become an HMI. At the edge, you have all the different devices out there, You know things like OPC UA networks and things like that. Ignition interfaces into that out of the box. So it's perfect for our customer base. Um, our, our largest customer base are, is still manufacturing and industrial, and it helps them solve a problem. It helps them cut down on the multiple software they usually use today. It allows them to do one software out of the box, ready to go. So when you think of opportunities for edge computing and the partnership with inductive automation, what opportunities do you think it opens up for you at OnLogic as you move forward into the future? I think the biggest thing it opens up is new conversations, how we could serve the customer. We're no longer talking to them about hardware by itself. We're talking about solutions. We are giving them more options to solve their problem. Today, really, everyone's looking at problems, not looking at a spec sheet. They're looking at problems and solutions. And enabling our hardware to run Ignition allows us to solve a problem that they specifically have. You know, I think it's an interesting point that you're making there, Johnny, that we've seen more and more, and I've been very involved in our onboard program, and you said it very well, the customer is looking to solve a problem, and so the discussion is not around a spec sheet, the discussion is around how am I going to solve my problem. And of course, the spec sheet fits into it, but so does the software, and the whole, so does the whole package that you're bringing to your customer. I have a sort of an add-on question I'd like your comments on, and I think you've been saying it throughout the conversation, but maybe a little emphasis on it. Something unique about your company as you evolve from Logic Spy to OnLogic, how does, how does your company maintain a competitive edge? I, I think you've been hitting on a little bit here, but give us a little summary of how you approach the future of the company and its value to customers maintaining some competitive edge. I think that the, the key uniqueness of that is, you know, really understanding the customer's problem and not asking him, well, what do you want? It's listening to the customer, understanding their compute need and their problem together. You know, it's a more holistic view. It's really looking at, you know, everything from environment, you know, what are they trying to do at the end? Where is this going? You know, we have customers, we have a very wide range of customers. We have customers, everything from mass transit, you know, things like the MTA, all the way to, you know, manufacturing, mining, or even, you know, water filtration. Very wide range. And they all have a different problem we're trying to solve. And understanding the little details of what they're trying to solve and what they're trying to do at the end help us be different because we could recommend the right solution, the right software, and the right hardware. All of it together is a solution for them. 
You know, I totally understand that. And I think it, it makes a, a big point to the audience that's listening here, too. Uh, as you know, you're a guest on Inductive Conversations, which means large numbers of our listeners are going to be members of the Inductive Ignition community, or they're looking at inductive in one fashion or another. So as a final question, I want to give you one more chance to sort of maybe summarize or expound on something you said. So when you think about the directions your company is moving into the future, how does the things we've talked about today and how do you see Ignition helping your company to grow and to achieve those objectives? Well, I think Ignition definitely enables us to, you know, be out of the box and ready to face the problem. Our products now are not just products, they're solutions. And they don't have to worry about hardware and software compatibility and stability because those things are already built in. And this is where our partnership with inductive automation makes so much sense. You know, we really leverage each other's strengths to create something better together. Johnny Chen, I really thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective from the viewpoint of Logic Supply, soon to be on Logic. And we we find that this kind of a conversation is very helpful people in our community. So for you to take the time and share how you fit in and how we fit in with you and how at the end of the day that helps our mutual customers is very much appreciated. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, listeners, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at inductiveautomation.com.